This episode is brought to you by Greg Morris Cards, one of the largest sports card sellers on the planet. Greg sells over 80,000 vintage and modern cards every month, including basketball, football, baseball, hockey, all sports really, and even some non-sports cards too. On top of that, every raw card receives the same hand grading that collectors have put their trust in for over 15 years. What are you waiting for? Head on over to gregmorriscards.com auctions and check it out for yourself. What's up, everyone? This is episode 209 of the Wax Museum podcast, where I talk about all things basketball cards from past to present to future. This is your host, Kyle, and as always, you guys can find me throughout the week on social media. My Instagram is at Wax Museum Podcast, and my Twitter is at Wax Museum PC. So I went to what I believe is my final Pacers game of the season. And it's not that I don't want to go to anymore, but I'm pretty limited here in Florida. And I I went to three this year, so I can't remember the last time I went to three games in one season. It's probably been at least a decade, so that was nice. And I've talked about going to games on here before. There's a couple things I like to do while I'm there, in addition to watching the game itself. The main thing, of course, is getting cards signed. And this time around, I wasn't able to stay in the autograph area very long before the ushers moved us out, uh, even though I did have tickets in that area, but whatever, no big deal. So it ended up being a quality over quantity kind of night, and that's okay. You might have seen the picture on my Instagram, but for the first time ever, I got Rick Carlisle's autograph in person, and he signed for me in the mail before, but it was nice to see a card signed firsthand. And of course, I had him sign a 2005 Topps Total Base card, which is one of the greatest basketball card sets of all time. The other two guys I got were guys I've got before. I got Buddy Heald on one of his photogenic base cards, and then I got Tyrese Halliburton to sign a Panini Instant card from earlier this season. And the cool thing about the Instant card is it pictures the game I attended in Miami, where he scored a career-high 43 points. So it was nice to get that one signed, especially when you consider the price of his Pacers autographs right now, and and I'm talking about his certified stuff, you're better off to get a ticket to an NBA game and just go get one signed yourself. And of course, it it doesn't look as nice, uh, might not be placed exactly on the card where you want, or the the pin might not be the one you want used, but you get what I'm saying. The, The logistics of it right now just makes sense to just hold off on buying that certified stuff. Uh, And that was also my strategy this year for Benedict Matherin, but that didn't work out as well. All three times I saw the team, he had already warmed up and went inside um, because the rookies tend to take the earlier bus to the arena. Teams take multiple buses from the hotel to the arena. Rookies and big men are usually always first. So he didn't even have the chance to say yes or no to me. I don't know if he would have signed. Same thing goes for Andrew Nimhard who I made a custom Timeless Moments card for. So I guess I'll hold on to those for now. Maybe I'll get those guys in the future. But if you want to see the three cards I got signed or a little bit of a recap from the game, which the Pacers won, by the way, head on over to my social media or my YouTube channel. I put a little video together the day after I got back. As for the rest of today's episode, the mail segment is not gone. I've just moved it into today's conversation which, as you can see by the title, is really more than just a conversation. 
It is a pyramid intervention. So uh, joining me were, is the pyramid specialist, Alex Connell Collection, and then also I brought in Steve uh, S. Howley, 2003. They were nice enough to join me for that. And as you're listening to the three of us chat, just remember, it was all in good fun, right? I know interventions can be a very serious thing, but um, this was all in good fun. Alex had his mic muted while everyone else was talking, but he was cracking up the entire time. So that's coming for you here real soon. You'll want to make sure to stay tuned for that. But first, some of you have messaged me to ask how you can support this show. I want to remind you that I've signed up for affiliate programs with eBay and Fanatics. And these links cost you absolutely nothing. Just an extra minute of your time. To access them, go to www.waxmuseumpodcast.com. Click whatever store you need to go to, shop as planned, and the show gets a small commission in the process. Once again, that's www.waxmuseumpodcast.com. Hi, this is Alan Siegel, the designer of the NBA logo, and now you're listening to the Wax Museum Podcast. Okay, so believe it or not, today is the first time in 209 episodes that I've had three people on the same chat. Now, if you're a regular listener, you know both of my guests already. These guys have already been on the show multiple times individually, but I figured it would be fun to change it up a little bit and bring them on together. So we'll go in alphabetical order here. First up, we have Alex at Connell Collection. How's it going, Alex? Going great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, pretty excited about this. I think this should be a lot of fun this evening. And then, of course... We have the show's official Northeast correspondent, Steve, a.k.a. S. Howley, 2003, a.k.a. Showley. Steve, good to see you. Good to see you guys. And uh, just to let the audience know, it's February 27, 2023. So as a Celtics fan, I'm honored to be sitting here with a Pacers and Heat fan right now. Yeah, I, I mean, Alex is probably more disappointed in that than I am. I'm. Are we tanking? What are we doing right now? But but no expectations here. The Heat, on the other hand, I've, I've loved watching their downfall. Um, so I know, Steve, <laughs> we... We can both enjoy that. Alex, sorry you had to endure that, but uh, something will happen. They'll do something here. Uh, I have my doubt, for being honest. You know, lately I've been wanting to watch the Heat, but they just don't play players that should be on NBA rosters. And for the longest time, it was cool to do the Gabe Vincent, Max Struess experiment. Right. At some point, Jimmy Butler and Bam need some help, and it's not Haywood Highsmith. And and what who's it? Orlando Robinson? Is that somebody on there? Does that name yeah. sound right? I like to think I'm a big basketball guy, but if I'm Googling names for the players on my own roster, it's kind of alarming when you got to try and stop <laughs> Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. We'll see how that goes. I, I don't even know if you're going to have to worry about those two guys uh, when we get down the stretch here. Now, um, when I recorded the show's intro for today, I intentionally skipped the mail segment, and I figured that was something that we could all talk about together. Uh, after all, I know everyone's got their own projects that they're working on, so I figure we'll go around the table here one at a time and, and talk about something that we got in recently, and then everyone else can chime in as they'd like. So um, let's have Alex go ahead. What's something that you got in recently? Actually, arriving this morning, I had a nice victory on my pinnacle autograph set that I'm working on. Bob Dandridge, real basketball okay. fans know exactly who that is and how important he was in their 70s for the Milwaukee Bucks. I believe he's in the Hall of Fame as well, but you ask is, a casual, yep. casual fan who that is, most people wouldn't know. I started on Bob Dandridge with his rookie card in 1970 tops. I know you hate the tall ones, but <laughs> that's that's one of my favorites. So I didn't know who he was before I got that, and I realized it was one of his rookie cards. So I've always liked Bob Dandridge. And I'm guessing uh, you said not a lot of people would know him. That 
I'm, and I don't mean this as a slight to Bob, but that was probably reflected in that price too. Is that correct? Six ninety nine with free shipping. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I think I think you can swing that, right? So that's uh, not bad when you can add one of those because I know there are a few guys in that set uh, that are very expensive. So that's nice. Steve, what'd you get in? So I got a, I got a package from Card Hobby today, which is an Asian marketplace. And sidebar, shout out to uh, DHL who can get me a package from China quicker than the USPS can get me a package from New York State. But in that, Kyle, was a companion card to a card I've talked about on your show before. Uh, 2014-15 Lux Paul Pierce die cut patch out of five. It uh, goes nicely with an out of 10 copy that I have. So this is a copy, piece of the four from his jersey. And the other card I have is a piece of the three. So nice little nice little tandem there from 14, 15. Marks. Okay. Well, you know, I like the the different pieces and, and different patches. So that appeals to me. Speaking of patches, and I guess speaking of heat earlier, here I was dissing the heat. And, and the first card I'm going to talk about that I got is a heat card. Uh, it's a 2006-2007 Tops Big Game Final Score NBA Finals Worn Patch of Antoine Walker number to 50, which is actually a duplicate for me, but I wanted this one specifically because it had a piece of that Larry O'Brien trophy. You guys know I love my trophy patches. So uh, that one popped up like six people sent me the listing. And I appreciate that. I always uh, I feel confident that if I miss something, someone out there is going to get it to me. So please don't hesitate to send me listings. I know some people will say, you know, well, you've probably already seen this. Don't hesitate. I really appreciate that. And uh, very happy to have another piece of the Larry O'Brien trophy. Okay, Alex, what else did you get? My next one I picked up was from a growing side PC of mine is Richard Jefferson, 100% dedicated to his performance as a ref and a commentator. Not much of his playing days. I did see him play for the net a few times, but that was when I was much younger. So I got his 2002-2003 Topps Pristine. It's called Personal Endorsements, and it's an acetate on-card autograph. I don't think too common from that early in the autographing days, but just a beautiful card and threw in an offer for a whopping $3 with free shipping, and it was accepted immediately. So Now, when you say um, growing Richard Jefferson collection, when when was this even birthed? I don't even remember this. Yeah, I don't want to say 2023, but late 2022. <laughs> okay. But it's taken off like wildfire. Right before your Mac McClung PC? Oh dear, no, not that. Okay. Um, you never did pull my, the trigger on one, right? Very proud to say I didn't. If okay. I, when I was, I don't want to say younger, but I was big on Mac McClung's high school tape. And my dad, when I go to my parents' house, I make him sit and watch YouTube videos on the TV on the big screen. And I pulled up one of Mac McClung's high school mixtape, and my dad was losing his mind over the whole thing. <laughs> and af- after he won the dunk contest, my dad called me and said, isn't this the guy you made me watch for hours at my house? So that was a cool little story, but I'm I'm glad I didn't bite the bullet on that because I've been on the Mac McClung train long enough that if I was going to pick one up, it would have been before his card started selling for thousands of dollars. Right. I can respect that. And, and then, and you know, anyway, James White RPAs are like $2. So that's that's kind of the earlier version of that. Right at the birth of YouTube was when James White was jumping over cars. Uh, Steve, what else did you get? Anything else in that card hobby package? Alex, your dad's a very patient man. I gotta say that. Uh, yeah, so another card, I did a, what do they call them? Reels or whatever on Instagram, where I flipped through some uh, game use patches a few weeks ago and realized that I have game use patches from, I think it's 22 out of the 30 NBA teams. So I did a little search and found a really nice Dikembe Mutombo patch on card hobby for a pretty good price. Uh, 2013-14, Select Swatches gold out of 10. Uh, it's a nice four four color patch and it's the uh, maroon and gold and blue jersey and he's actually pictured wearing that same jersey so really nice card 
uh, cool set where the border is like the gold prism, but also like a team color. So like your Pacers for that, Kyle, would use a really rich blue and a gold. Celtics use a green and a gold. So a really aesthetically pleasing set. And I was glad, glad to grab that one. Yeah, and um, I think Dikembe's is actually kind of sick right now. I think he's he's going through some health issues. So yeah, he's not. He's not yeah, doing we well. wish the best to Dikembe out there. Um, all right, my second card I got, and this is one that I, I promise you the I, I don't want to be that guy that says the I'm getting the Grail you know every week now, but I kid you not, this year I, I wanted to add two or three cards to my top 50 list. And I counted this week, I've added seven. It's just, I kid you not, that stuff is showing up. So I got a 2016-2017 Panini Grand Reserve Hickory Jumbo Laundry Tag 101 of Paul George. And uh, you might remember I had the Glenn Robinson the third on my top 50 countdown. And I even said in the video, I would love to upgrade this player someday. Well, there's only five players in the set. Monta Ellis is not an upgrade to me. Um, I don't know. I've seen the Miles Turner. I don't know where that's at now. So, you know, when you go through all of them, Paul George is, is definitely the best player. And I've been wanting to boost that Paul George PC. So uh, all of that kind of culminated in that purchase. And um, just a spoiler, you can also expect a Paul George countdown at some point, probably on YouTube, possibly on the podcast as well. So uh, I have uh, forgiven Paul George to an extent. Okay. Um, I figured that would be a good icebreaker for us, but I would be lying if I said I brought you guys on just to talk about your mail. There's a reason why this is a three-person show today, and uh, Steve has already been clued into this ahead of time, but we're actually here because Alex needs a pyramid intervention, and you could kind of see why by the mail day and and some of the comments that we made. I, I guess it's already coming out here, but for a while, he's been known as the pyramid guy on Instagram. And I'll admit it's it's a great concept to help prioritize hobby purchases, but Alex, it has gotten out of hand. And um, since I've never conducted an intervention before, I had to ask ChatGPT to help me out a little bit. So um, it looks like in the first portion here, the facilitator issues a greeting. So I'm going to play that part. All right. Hello, everyone. Hello, those of you listening at home. Thanks for being here today. We are here to talk about our friend Alex and to express our concerns for his and his collection's well-being. We've seen a lot of changes lately, and we want to provide some much-needed support. Before we begin, I'd like to emphasize that this pyramid intervention is coming from a place of love and concern. We are not here to judge or criticize, not too much, Alex, but to offer our support. Okay, so the next step then that ChatGPT outlined for me is called expressing concern, and this is where the participants, which will be Steve and I, Take turns expressing their concerns using I statements. So, Steve, why don't you go ahead and, and start us off here with an I statement? Yeah, so I'm worried about you, Alex. Um, in addition to being on the Wax Museum podcast a few times, you also had an appearance on the Pack to the Future podcast in July of 2022 when you shared that you had developed your own self-diagnosis of collecting an ADD and that you were looking to find some way of figuring out what you were doing wrong with your collection. I worry that you maybe have veered more towards the wrong with your collection. I am also worried about the hobby at a whole. Um, you combined, you have more followers on Instagram than uh, Kyle and I combined. So you have a large influence on the hobby. And I worry that that influence is also influencing you to bridge out and maybe get away from your pyramid a little bit. So I'm, I'm concerned for that in the, both those areas. Okay. Um, and I will say um, I'm concerned because I remember the last time we chatted, 
and you added Bill Russell to your pyramid. I kind of, I guess I convinced you to do that. So maybe I set you down this path here, but you even said, quote, to be honest, I don't know how he got left off. Um, So you added him to your credit because it seemed like you were collecting him. And now in your newest iteration, he got left off again, only to be replaced by guys like J.J. Redick and Richard Jefferson. Uh, And I swear there's going to be a Mac McClung in there. I know you say there's not. Now, as Steve alluded to or, or, you know, mentioned here, the pyramid was presented to us as a way for you to stay on track. And Steve confronted you about this behavior. So this, you know, an intervention is not a spur of the moment thing. There's a process that goes into this and, and leads up to this. You responded by creating a large chunk of your pyramid called a weird group. And that pretty much gives you free reign to do whatever you want. And I I guess you'd kind of already started this because I was listening to our last episode and you were collecting the 2000 Lakers. So I'm concerned. I'm concerned that this pyramid is now allowing you to perpetuate the same habits that you were originally trying to control when you created the pyramid. And um, like I said before, I've never been part of a real intervention here. and, And I don't think you'd normally get a chance to speak at this point. I think you just have to kind of absorb everything until the end here. Uh, But we're going to bend the rules a little bit. Talk us through the creation of your newest pyramid. You know, I would say for me, the big problem that I've had is trying to decide ways to be financially sound as well as completing things. And when it comes from, or when it comes to my collecting habit, you had talked about Bill Russell and the Lakers and things like that. And I kind of have realized I can take things off of my pyramid once I feel like they are, I guess, boxes that I've checked off. So I don't really need to collect the 2000 Lakers once I've got their whole roster anymore, autographs of them. And my Bill Russell collection, I haven't sold it or moved any of it, but I think it's at a good place. And I don't think I need to continue to add much more. Overall, the concern that both of you have is one that I have had about myself for quite some time now. When it comes to hobby influence, I don't know that, like like what Steve said, I don't know that I'm setting a good example. I watched Giannis win a championship and spent more than enough on his rookie cards, his autographs and things like that. It may or may not be the reason why I'm working on a 200 card autograph set right now is because of his card. So I've loved Giannis for a long time, but seeing that championship set me down a rabbit hole. And I'm kind of worried that in the future, I mean, God forbid Benedict Matherin wins a championship for your pacer someday, then I'm going to go down another autograph set checklist. Well, yeah, we're, we're both going to have some problems then. So I think what I'm sensing here is that um, you're buying things in the moment and then those create new projects. Um, whereas Mac McClung, maybe it's a little easier to dismiss him, but a guy like Giannis is a lot easier for you to justify, even though it's the same buying principle here. Okay, so I guess that segues us into our next stage of the intervention, which is expressing love and support, where Steve and I are supposed to take turns expressing our love and support using I statements. Um, So Steve, I will follow you here. I'll let you go first. Alex, we're here because we care. And I love your collection. Uh, But when I look at your collection, to go back to some of the discussion you had with the guys at Pack to the Future podcast, you you very appropriately said, you know what, guys, you got to rein it in. I, Alex, have never gone beyond four tiers and I don't plan to. 
But as I observe that, I've noticed that your recent pyramid now has five with that very outlandish, weird grouping, which is a large portion of that pyramid. I also, as I I purposely, you know, called out that you were on Pact to the Future in July 2022. So I scrolled back just until November of 2022. And as I looked through your Instagram page, I saw Kobe, Zaire Wade, Bones Highland, Ernie Johnson, Richard Jefferson, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Giddy, in that now new fifth tier. So I, I love all the cards I see. I just hope to see you feeling good about your collection and where you're at with things so that you can continue to share it with us. Yeah, Alex, um, I recognize that your pyramid concept came from a good place. It's not there anymore. We're not here to judge you or, or criticize you. We just want to help you get back on track. And um, your arguments there, your rationale for your pyramid were convincing, but it's also... I'm concerned because it's not what you set out to do. Okay, so now that we've expressed our concerns and our love and support, I guess I, I really just leaned more into concerns again instead of supporting you there. But let's talk about what we can do to help. You know, I, I know I've got a few things in mind here. Steve, do you have any suggestions for Alex here on on maybe how we can overcome this? So mine's not going to be popular, um, but it's it's from my own collection um, experience and lens. I don't do a pyramid. I focus more on the number of cards and the number amount of money that I have in my collection, right? And so similar to you, Alex, I'm in a mo- mindset right now where I'm buying very cheap cards just to stay active. I had the enjoyment of being rear-ended the other day and my car got totaled, so I need a new car. I had a family emergency that cost, you know, a big chunk. So I can't be buying cards right now. But like you said, Alex, I appreciate it. You want to stay active and finding goals. For me, I have, I guess my pyramid is more shelf space. I have two, three rows that are full of my core PC, then I have my Jay Crowder stuff and my 57 top set, right? And it's it fits perfectly. I know nobody at home can see this, but it fits perfectly on two two rows of a closet that I have. Once I'm outside of that space, I move stuff that allows me to then stay so that my change, I got into Guardians of the Galaxy cards in the pandemic, right? Like that would have never fit in my PC five years ago, but I enjoyed it. In order to collect those, I had to move stuff so it fit within space. So I think maybe it's more about, you talked with a guy with Chad on Pack to the Future about like ratios of income spent. And it's like, it was like $200 on Wade, no problem. 200 on Glenn Rice, I got to look myself in the mirror. And I, I think you're there with ratios. Maybe it's about like how many goal, how many projects are you working on at a time? Maybe each project has a layer. So if you're looking for announcers and media members, that's one layer. That, but maybe that's layer five, so you're not putting a ton of money into it, right? So I, I think you got to find, for me, like I said, it's, it's ratio around space it takes up. Maybe for you, it's ratio projects. Um, kind of finding it a little bit better there so that, you know, Mac McClung, great. Childhood hair, you know a lot about his upbringing. Maybe that fits in of like niche players, you know, fits in with the uh, Matt Bonners of the world, right? Maybe there's a layer for that that's focused. But finding some projects and making the, the tiers project-based is what I might consider. And um, I certainly can't talk to you about limiting space because um... – well, you can see me on the Zoom chat here that I, I just build up when I run out of room uh, and I've run out of shelving here and I'm just going to keep finding more. So I can't talk to you about that. But Alex, go ahead and do me a favor and pull up your ComC profile, uh, specifically your recent purchases. And you know, you guys know where this is going while he's doing that. I want to remind everyone that this show is brought to you in part by ComC.com. And they're excited to announce their latest partnership with CGC Trading Cards and CSG. 
With over 30 million raw cards available in their marketplace, ComC is ready to provide an effortless grading experience for you to buy, sell, and now grade your Marvel, Sports, Star Wars, and TCG trading cards. ComC is thrilled to offer a smooth and seamless grading process that's available today for all customers. Okay, Alex, let's see what your last five purchases look like. Go ahead and read them off for us. All right. Well, I think I don't even want to tell you the first one because it's so it's not Come even on. on a pyramid. <laughs> Come but you on. know what? You know what, guys? I'm going to do this for you. Jared Vanderbilt. Okay. Just got just this got was added. A, this was a completely reactionary buy. I've got my my friends in Kentucky, so I've always loved those guys. <laughs> and he's he's been one of my favorites. Because he went and visited Jimmy's shop down in Lexington and just was an absolute class act while he was there. I like the guys who, the Jay Crowders of the world, who will just scrap, not to be nice to my interventionists. Um, the guys the guys who will do what's not showing up on the stat sheet, diving on the floor and things like that. There's not a lot left in today's NBA. And LeBron is on my pyramid. I love that guy a lot. I know he's got his flaws, but... I find myself watching every Lakers game at the moment. So I wanted to pick up something to Jared Vanderbilt before his market spikes because everyone realizes how good he is. So I got a rookie jersey autograph and it says he wore it. I don't know if I believe it, but. You know, Alex, I want to, <laughs> I wish I had an NBA player Rolodex here because I honestly think <laughs> I could get any player and you could rattle off like, like two paragraphs about why you would buy their card or have bought their card. I I'm honestly kind of impressed, even though this is an intervention. Um, I wasn't expecting all of that for Jared Vanderbilt. <laughs> what, what's your set? What, what came after that? What else did you have? The rest of my set chase is completely filling my com C cart is the 2013, 14 pinnacle pinnacle autographs. As I said, that's got 200 cars in it. So I'm just waiting and I'm filling that card up every single day. I check it and it's going to save me on so much shipping once I finally bite the bullet and send everything over. You, uh, I noticed on your Instagram though, you were talking about the pinnacle cards and you also had a Ramon Sessions acetate pinnacle autograph on there that is not part of that set, but you're now, it seems like you're including as part of that set. What's going on there? At the end of the binder that I'm working on, and the reason, honestly, that I started getting in on the binders is because I watched Steve's reels on how good all those cards look in there. And I bought, I think it fits 340, 380 cards. And the Pinnacle set is 200. And when you search Pinnacle three or four times a day, and I'm at a point now where I'm I think I'm at 120 or so of the 200 I've got in that binder. And you kind of need something to keep the rush of a mail day coming in. And Ramon Sessions was legitimately $2. And I just, I think those are such beautiful cards because they're on card, mm-hmm. acetate, they're numbered. I don't know. I mean, my collecting ADD is what it is. I don't know if I'm going to pursue that whole set. But if I, if I know myself the way I think I do, the guy, the guy that I am, I think that's going to start filling up pretty quick. And I think we know the answer to that question already. Let's, let's also talk about the man himself, JJ Redick, is in that set, but not in the Pinnacle autograph set. So I think I know where it's heading. I'm kind of in denial. But another one of my mail days today was the Andre Miller for $5. So you've said it many times on your podcast, something about just getting mail. It's true. Whether it's, 
whether it's a $1 card or a $200 card, just getting home from work and my wife has brought in the mail and I see something there is not bills or something I don't want to open. I don't know if it's me being immature, but I'm like a kid on Christmas, even if it is a Ramon Sessions acetate autograph. Yeah. And um, I have this thing that where USPS emails me every morning with like some of the mail that I'm going to get, I think it's called like informed delivery. And um, they give you scans of all the flat you know, letters and such. And then the packages, they just give you the tracking numbers. So occasionally my wife will buy something off Etsy or whatever. And I, and I think I'm getting a package that day and I come home and it's Etsy. So uh, it, sometimes that can be a little disappointing. So I, I definitely know the feeling of getting something in the mail. So maybe we can come up with a strategy though, with your Com C where either it seems like you've gone, like you're just, you're doing set stuff via Com C because it's a lot cheaper or maybe some of those weird, you know, that weird group, maybe that could be fueled mainly by ComC. Maybe there's some way we could uh, make all that work and, and kind of uh, shift your focus there. But it seems like you are doing some of that already. Okay, so now we've reached the conclusion portion. And I'm going to read the little bit that ChatGPT wrote for me. It says, thank you all for sharing your thoughts and ideas. Thank you, Steve. And uh, Alex, we care about you deeply. And we want to support you in any way we can. We're here for you and we want to see you thrive. Will you consider our suggestions and let us know how we can help you? You know, I've seen the show Intervention with my wife many times. And I'm pretty sure this is the segment where I have to decide whether or not I'm going to check into Pyramid Rehab. Um, it, it, feels, it feels like the right move. And I almost felt guilty posting my Pyramid knowing that I didn't know I was getting an intervention. I'll say you, that. You didn't know you, yes. You didn't know you were actually, there was going to be a full episode on this. Um, there was going <laughs> to be some grief though. I knew, I knew the, I live in New England. I know what happens if you insult the Celtics. Not having Bill on the check, on the pyramid, not having Paul Pierce on there. I knew there was going to be some backlash, but to get a full blown intervention, you know, it's kind of it's kind of humbling in a way because I think it needed to be said. I, I literally have a part of my pyramid with LeBron, Matt Bonner, JJ Redick, and Richard Jefferson, and I I look in the mirror and I don't recognize what I see. It's a lot to unpack, and I think it's I think it is time. And one thing that actually that is helping me a lot is the fact that Dwayne Wade's going into the Hall of Fame this summer, presumably, and lately. The only thing I've been looking at online is my pinnacle set and Dwayne Wade because I've been watching all those highlights that they keep posting of Dwayne Wade and focusing on what should be at the top of my focal point because of this big moment in time for Dwayne Wade. It's his last step in the whole career. So luckily because Dwayne Wade is going where he is and my pinnacle set, I can kind of start to fill up a binder and see where I'm at. Maybe, just maybe, I can stop buying Jared Vanderbilt and matt bonner cards for a little bit okay well all of that is to say if you're listening at home don't take this too seriously uh, <laughs> i know alex didn't and uh, alex has been a great sport today and, and you know what truth i know people are going to take little snippets of this it's your money do what you want with it that goes for every one of you at home as well uh, alex is just a good friend of ours and, and we're giving him a hard time because this pyramid thing really changes all the time and uh, it did kind of get out of control. I mean, Alex admitted that there. But personally, I enjoy it. I love watching that. 
Uh, it's a fun little roller coaster for me to watch from afar. And of course, you can do that on his Instagram page. Alex, do you want to take a moment here to promote your social media and let us know anything aside from Dwayne Wade in Pinnacle that you might be looking for in the moment? Um, I think that was a test. And my answer is no, I don't want to plug <laughs> anything else. I just want help with the Pinnacle set because you search, like I said, you search three or four times a day. I can't look at the same cards over and over and over again. And it's so devastating when I get that notification of a listing popping up and it's Andre Drummond for the 37th time. So if you can help me, anybody out there, if you've got anything from the 1314 Pinnacle set, I'm at a point where it's slowing down what's coming in because I have over half the set. So that would be greatly appreciated. Um, my Instagram is Connell Collection. And I didn't know this about Instagram, but if you get to 7,500 people that you're following, you can no longer follow anybody else. That's where they cap it. Mm -hmm. So please don't take it personally. If I don't follow you back, I literally can't follow anybody else. That's that's the mark of a true influencer there. Um, <laughs> and Steve, I, I think we know where to find you. And I know you said you didn't subscribe to a pyramid, so you can tell us anything that you're looking for. Um, and offer up any final thoughts if you'd like as well. I'm just going to offer up two final thoughts. Uh, Kyle, one thing that I did not share with you when we were prepping for this is I really appreciate Alex and his trip to the PTTF uh, podcast called you out for calling him out and uh, put you on blast a little bit, but then did say, I need someone to keep me in check. So I thought I got a good kick out of that. Uh, and then I'll just share this tip. Uh, Alex shared that he's looking at some acetate cards and putting them in binders. Anyone putting an acetate card in binder, if you get acid-free paper and cut it the shape of the card and put it behind the card, it, it back it gives a backing to the acetate, whether it be in a Z folio with the black pages or just in regular binding pages. So just a little trip I found to really make my acetate cards pop when they're in binders. For okay, I, I need to do that. That's I've it. got the um, stained glass cards from Innovation, and I was putting, um, what was I putting behind them? Like those pack fillers, the really thin ones, and probably would look better with the... Uh, the paper there, as you suggested. So I like that. All right. So you know now where to find those guys if you didn't already. Of course, you can find me on Instagram under at Wax Museum Podcast or Twitter under the handle at Wax Museum PC. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to support the show by doing all of your eBay purchasing through the link on my site, which is www.waxmuseumpodcast.com. There's a big eBay logo at the top. Click that and it should give me a small percentage of whatever you purchase in the 24 hours that follow. Once again, that's www.waxmuseumpodcast.com. In the meantime, if you like the content I'm providing, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcast. Hit up the Podbean site for a link to the merch store. Tag Taco Bell and let them know they can pay me in burritos. And until next time, this is the Wax Museum Podcast. Thank you.